0: hello everyone welcome to the first official episode of the earnest perspective i'm joined once again by my very special guest would you like to introduce yourself
1: uh i'm Merrick cipriani uh at merrick (laughs) cip on (laughs) Wonderful. did you hear that can you hear that did that work yeah i can hear
0: that all right man once sound sound again to discuss a, a film that has come out recently, another film that both of us uh, unanimously loved, yep. as well as most people in the world seem to love it as well. Mad Max, Fury Road. Okay, that's the last thing I'm going to do that for. <laughs> I, could just, I could just get completely carried away with sound effects and everything. Yeah. So Mad Max: Fury Road opened last weekend in the second place at the at the domestic box office with forty five point four million dollars. Uh were you surprised by this uh when you found this out?
1: Uh at first, yeah, but then like after seeing like I remember how big of a buzz Pitch Perfect got, so like I'm not surprised that Pitch Perfect two dominated it domestically. But it, it is worth noting that Mad Max beat it uh internationally, so
0: mm-hmm. I think that's really cool, because uh, it's getting, like, unanimous praise. So oh, yeah. So I could see why people would be like, oh, this might be a movie to see. And uh, I don't know about you, but it was a lot of uh, old people in the theater when I saw it.
1: Yeah, when I saw it, it was uh, it was a sold-out crowd, mostly old hmm. people, like, or relatively, like, in their, like, late 20s, early 30s. Oh, okay. I was, like, talking,
0: like, 60. Oh, really? Like, there were, like, seniors. Like, the crowd was mostly seniors.
1: I'm not that surprised. St. Catherine seems to have, like, a very uh, established, like, old... A healthy senior population. Yeah, and, like, they like good movies that have, like, huge, uh, like, critical acclaim. That's right? true. So... They're
0: probably the type that pay attention to, like, a Rotten Tomatoes score. Oh, definitely. More than, like, what their friends would say. Or what their children or grandchildren <laughs> yeah. tell them to go see. Uh, so yeah, Pitch Perfect opened with 69.2, which wasn't that far off from, from Mad Max. But do you think Mad Max will continue to grow in the coming weeks? Because when you look at what's coming out next, you have uh, like San Andreas and, and movies like that. So do you think Mad Max will, will get better with each weekend?
1: Uh, I think it 's gonna like keep going up until uh Jurassic world hits then it 's gonna have a probably have
0: a decline but yeah, I was looking at what 's coming out next, and you have movies like aloha and and these movies that don 't really cater to the same audience, so no. I think Mad Max is gonna have a pretty good uh pretty good run and then you have movies like entourage which while that 's a pretty big deal for a lot of people i don 't think it will take away the thunder from mad max i don't know
1: no i think mad max will still hold its own maybe not domestically because like entourage seems to have a bigger fan base in like north america but like internationally it's still it i don't it came in number two this weekend so it's still going to be dominating internationally
0: global appeal for sure oh yeah and because it's mostly uh it's not a dialogue heavy movie so it can translate to pretty much any any language yeah, pretty much, pretty effectively. So, Mad Max is the return for Australian auteur George Miller, and I don't think anyone would argue that he's not an auteur after this movie. Oh, absolutely not, uh, for sure. Happy Feet behind him, this is like <laughs> the best thing he's done by far. Oh yeah, from what I've from what I've seen anyway. When Mad Max the first film came out in 1979, what was the the climate for Australian independent movies like because you did an essay on this
1: yes yes I did do an essay on that so where does George Uh, Miller fall into that movement well he came in at like just the right time of uh, Australian exploitation pretty much it was like right before the tax incentive for Australia so like releasing the first Mad Max they just broke a lot of Australian regulations because they just tried to get what they could like I know in like in the first one every chase scene is filmed from a guy on the back of a motorcycle going mm-hmm. going speeds that you're not supposed to be. So they broke a lot of rules just and the, they just
0: on regular roads, like not yeah, even they just place. go on
1: on the back roads of Australia and just drive way over the limit. You definitely get that vibe for for
0: that first movie that was very do it yourself, very independent.
1: Yeah, the first one's more of a it's more of a like a car chase movie. Than what what it's become now, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, there was there were hints of action, but stunts. I because I remember watching the documentary on it. Like there's every time that they'd show a flying body, that's like an actual body that they would, like an actual stuntman going flying off said thing, and like he's kind of just kept the use of like live stunts throughout all four of them. So
0: yeah. So what what did the Road Warrior do differently from the first one? How did it up the ante?
1: Oh, well, as soon as it dropped the whole post-apocalyptic thing and, like, with the, ta- like, the tax dollars that they had, they were able to, like, pretty much solidify themselves in, like, Australian cinema. Like, the amount of stunts that were done in that movie is insane. The amount of crap they were able to pull off in that movie was insane. Mm-hmm. It it not only does it make, like, the Australian Outback look nice, like, everything in that whole thing is practical. There's not a single... Because there was no CGI back then. Yeah. Well, they're not nothing huge, but it was completely practical, and that's what, what was amazing about it. And that's why like, I'm pretty sure it holds at 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. So nice. I believe Roger Ebert gave it like a four out of four back then. So I've heard
0: mixed things about Beyond Thunderdome. Is it true yeah. that it wasn't originally
1: a Mad Max movie? Uh, it seems like that up until the second half, because like it, once it hits the second half, it kind of just like becomes. Mad Max the Babysitter. Okay. He's like trying to like trans <laughs> like save these like kids from yeah from like this uh town called Bartertown or whatever. But like the first half of that movie, like when they actually fight in the Thunderdome, that's some of the best like practical action like fight scene I've ever seen. Okay. Awesome. It was unique. Like, I know like Roger Ebert gave it a five out of five, but like the whole second half, like act of that movie is just that's where I lose. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how would you rank the
0: three? What's the what's the best of the best?
1: Oh, Road Warrior by far. Definitely goes Road Warrior, uh, Mad Max, and then uh, Beyond Thunderdome. Okay, and then adding Fury Road, where does that fall for you? I still go Road Warrior and then Fury Road, only because the story in the story in uh, Road Warrior is a lot uh, more simple. It's not like okay. there's you can't really get confused by what's going on. Whereas yeah. Fury Road, the person I saw it with, he got confused of what was going on. And I understand he wasn't a fan of the Mad Max series as I was. That's true, that's true. So like, for plot-wise, I'd give it to Road Warrior. But like, st- stunt-wise, oh my god, Fury Road is <laughs> an achievement itself. Unlike,
0: unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah. Alright, so we'll get right into Fury Road review right now.
1: Oh, what a day! What a lovely day! <laughs>
0: going to go right into spoilers because why not if you haven't seen the movie by now go see it and then listen to this if yeah. you really care that much check it out tomorrow cheap night true check it out on cheap night i did that's what i saw last week so yeah i got my money's worth and then some <laughs> it was ridiculous so what i love about this movie right off the bat is that we immediately know pretty much everything we need to know about this society through the visual means. Yep. So it opens up Max is standing in the desert and then boom, right away we're in our first like action action scene of the movie. Were you were you feeling that right off the bat?
1: Oh yeah, cuz I remember seeing that like they used that in the very first like teaser was just like the the like the car takes off, the injector or whatever. And yep. then there's just the empty space, and then in comes a flying car, which is a beautiful shot. And then the camera starts like panning up to follow it, like as it was, uh, the yeah. chase begins. Amazing. <laughs> so his car gets destroyed right off the bat. Was that was that heartbreaking for you to see? Oh yeah, it's such a it means so much to the to the whole franchise. But like, guarantee we'll, we'll see. It it probably again. George Miller's way of saying out oh, with the old and with the new. Yeah, but we the thing is. The way they've uh, done the Mad Max movies is that they're all tales of Max. Yeah. So we'll see the car again in Wasteland when it happens, because it's definitely going to happen. That's true, because he doesn't really care about the, the continuity between movies, really. No, they they barely link together. I mean, like there's connections in Fury Road to like all three of them, but for the most part, they're kind of their yeah. own standalone thing. They don't follow no I think continuity. Wasteland will
0: probably tie the most fury road like in continuity if they're going yeah. with this new like series i love the opening of the movie i love how oh, there's yeah. no there's no lord of the ring style exposition at the beginning yeah. of, a fellowship of the ring like summing up what's going on in the world or there's no text <laughs> explaining what's going on which was really refreshing
1: for me yeah
0: and you if, you want to make to the, if
1: you want to make the continuity like in beyond thunderdome mel gibson grows his hair out so When you see see Tom Hardy with all that long hair, you can make the Mm -hmm. like, just like picks off where Beyond Thunderdome would have ended. So, okay, let's let's get into that really quickly. What did you think of Tom Hardy falling into this role? uh, I could not see anyone anyone else doing it. I mean, I read the whole like Heath Ledger getting, like, could have got the role, which would have been freaking awesome. But, like, to see Tom Hardy do it, like, I, I, no complaints. I love Tom Hardy, he's one of my favorite actors right now. Yeah. Not a great Australian accent, but I could let
0: that go. Yeah. Because nobody, <laughs> unless they were actually Australian actors, nobody yeah. really
1: had a great Australian accent. That was one of my problems with the movie, is that, like, we know it's, like, an Australian film, but, like, the only person that had an Australian accent. Did was Furiosa like, even
0: have one? No.
1: No, it was, like, one of the, the freaking, the wives. She she was, like, an okay. Australian actress, that's why. But like, Okay. For
0: and the then most there part, was the one guy from uh, Insidious. Oh, name. yeah. Uh, Samson? Yeah. Or something. He he did obviously.
1: Yeah. Totally. And then
0: it was like just a Native few- to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so we're thrown into this fully formed world in the middle of the action. Yep. I'm A okay with
1: that. Yeah, I so, I love uh, how they spend no time like trying to like if you bring in new fans, like they kinda just like throw you into the heart of the action hope you're just there for the ride. Yeah. And action movies nowadays are kind of getting longer and longer,
0: which I'm Confused with because they can still <laughs> be just as effective in like 90 minutes or 100 minutes and it's less money for them. But Mad Max Fury Road is a two-hour gut punch. It didn't overstay its welcome. Like, it wasn't two hours and 45 minutes like like a Transformers or anything like that. <laughs> so I got exactly what I needed in that time. I completely agree. In this world, a Morton Joe, the villain, he's great by the way. Oh, yeah. My one complaint is that he didn't get enough screen time.
1: No. It would have been cool to 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 learn more about him. That's the one thing I've learned, though, is that the main villains in every Mad Max movie never gets enough screen time. Yeah. Like Toe Cutter in the first one, uh, Humongous in the second one, mm-hmm. and then uh, I guess it would be Tina Turner in the third one. She Tina kinda... Turner as herself. <laughs> it's like the villains never really get that much screen time, but yeah. – I'm cool not. I, I don't. Man, he was cool. He was yeah, he was.
0: So he holds this religious power over the people uh, by supplying them with water, and that's that's how he maintains his power over these people. And they worship him like a god. So it's like we don't we don't hear them say, "Oh, Morton Joe is our leader." Blah blah blah. We just see he's got the water. They need the water. They love him, and that's that sets up. Essentially the plot of the movie. Yeah. Him as this this tyrannical him a warlord. Yeah, essentially. So yeah, the whole the whole backstory is pretty much unpacked in, in the first ten minutes. Yep. Which I dug. And then as soon as Max is captured and uh his hair is cut and whatnot, we meet Furiosa, played by Charlize Theron. What did you think of this character?
1: I felt like for a mad max movie have got a lot of screen time
0: <laughs> very true and that's a huge um complaint but but i was gonna ask you isn't that the thing about uh the mad max series is mad max kind of a vessel for for someone else's story i heard something like that
1: yeah it seems for the, in the first part. one
0: you could argue that goose is is a yeah. major part and mad max is kind of a uh Starts out as kind of almost like a side character. So, do you feel that, because I'm not familiar with the whole series, but do you feel like he's often the vessel for another person's story? Is that how the series
1: has gone? Essentially, it is. Because, like, for the first one, like, you said, with Goose, and the second one, it's him trying to, like, escort a, a city or outside, like, out of their, like, town because they're being attacked by savages. Yeah. And then the third one is, like, him trying to transport kids like across the desert to some sanction or sanctuary Mm -hmm. so he's kind of like a vessel who's just like a plot device to
0: drive the narrative would you because this is kind of furiosa's story in a a lot of ways
1: well yeah i that's the thing i wasn't i i totally forgot like going into that so it's like when i saw that much furiosa it's kind of like all right well are are we gonna get more out of our leading man (laughs) like Mm -hmm. I wasn't totally
0: bothered by it because I thought they worked well as a as a duo, and since Max is kind of a silent silent kind of
1: guy, they kind of worked well mm-hmm. together. Well, That's the thing. Uh, George Miller's never really been good with like dialogue, so he try, kind of tries to avoid yeah. it. Well, wasn't the the script was uh, basically just like a bunch of uh, panels of storyboard? Hey, it was the whole. There was no script. It was just exactly complete storyboard, so. which is why like. Tom Hardy lost his shit so many times on set because, like, he had no idea what he was doing. Yeah. You can tell Tom Hardy's a very, like, classical actor who needs, like... Oh, he definitely script takes, and, and dialogue, takes his
0: job super serious, which, like,
1: it works. Which is cool. But he's down to play in this world, which is so awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, he already apologized to George Miller because, like, he had no idea what the, he could have envisioned, and it, it came out. It, he's he's like, like, this is... Yeah. This <laughs> uh, so, Furiosa
0: is... Heading in this... Did they call it a war rig? I forget yeah. all, the, I rig, all the technical tanker. terms of of these... Uh, like, everyone's name is so absurd, and it's it's wonderful. That's, that's the beauty of it. Uh, like, when the credits came up, I was like, I didn't know half of these people's names. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, this is amazing. Uh, but she's going to get fuel. Yes. Uh, but then she goes off the beaten path, Um in an attempt to smuggle Immortan Joe's wives out of his
1: citadel. I guess you can call it a citadel. It's, just, it's kind of his own, like, sanctuary. I don't know. Yeah. It's...
0: I don't know all these technical terms. If anyone knows, don't correct me, but <laughs> I'm just going to talk out of my ass here for a little bit. So that's that's where the plot really kicks into gear, the main, yep. main story, and then Max gets tangled up in it um, through a series of events, and they end up working together. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we can go into it. As the chase ensues, because basically this is one big chase, yep. uh, the stunt. What was the standout stunt for you?
1: Standout stunt? Oh, I, I can't pick, pick one. I honestly – This one. I don't think I can because yeah. there there's so many times in that theater where I just, like, my jaw dropped because, like, stuntman you had to have died. There's, like, guys getting ran over. Yeah. Like, I I was just blown that and like, even I didn't think that the the guy playing the freaking fire guitar was a legit thing yeah. until like they got cl- up and close with it. and I was like, oh my god, like the fact that that's like a practical thing. That was like, the
0: coolest. He was like swimming yeah. there, and like the fire was controlled by a whammy bar on the thing, yeah. like it was an actual instrument. And he would, I can't play. like, I can't really make a stunt, like it's just so yeah. well done. And I love how his guitar music
1: kind of matched the mood of the scene. Yeah, I feel like I've, at least I always like I interpreted that he was like the, like you know how people would go into war with like uh, bands like and drummers doing their shit. I feel like he was like the battle cry, like just playing the the huge yeah. control where to where flank or whatever because he couldn't see right, so he just like exactly based off the
0: drums. Of... The drums on the back too. Yeah, I saw it as that's their radio in the yeah.
1: apocalypse. <laughs> I took it like that, that was that they're they're going into war like that was like their battle anthem.
0: Yeah. Which is cool,
1: I guess. Which was really cool.
0: Yeah. Uh what did you think of uh of Morton Joe's war boys? They uh, look creepy as fuck.
1: They looked really weird. But I'm not surprised. I mean post-pocalyptic shit always looks so weird like that. Yeah. So it's like seeing him just like covered in like white or whatever. Yeah. I'm <laughs> whatever. glad he
0: went to the to the nth degree with like the uh like the absurdity of the world. Yeah. Like he's always kind of done that from what I've seen. Yep. Like, images of the Road Warrior and everything with, like, their, like, I don't know, like, sex gear? Like, I don't yeah. know what, <laughs> what I saw in, like, stills
1: in that one. Uh, but but he always goes for it. And he goes, like, over the top. It was, you know? like, as soon as Road Warrior hit and, like, they really established, like, the, the world's gone to shit. And, like, mm-hmm. petrol and Water's, like, your two means of, like, survival. They really just, like, amped up the whole, uh, it just really went hard with the whole Yep post-apocalyptic stuff after that and i love how this world looked like
0: like absolute it was beautiful but you could tell the world had like there's no hope in this in this future oh my god yeah it's just like it's just desolate wasteland that's all it is max has lost his family we see like flashbacks of his daughter like so there's the tie back to the first one and then was that even that i i didn't i didn't take that into
1: consideration
0: yeah yeah that was that was supposed to be his daughter. Okay, evening. I kept so she constantly. I didn't get I didn't connect that
1: either till after. I kept just like being like that would have like uh there's also an old person, you see, right? So I assumed yeah. that like the two of them or whatever was just like another envision of like Mad Max stories that happened, and he's finally oh, okay. he's finally dealing with like PTSD being out in the freaking... Well, so goddamn long, we'll say Daddy. I believe. Oh, okay. Well, then, it's kind of like that makes, the spirit of his daughter, I guess. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense then. Um,
0: but yeah, either way, it was it was cool. Uh, that he's pretty much lost everything, and and harkening back to his past, and Furiosa's lost her home. Uh, so yep. everyone is basically at a loss. And Mort and Joe has lost his wives, as as a, <laughs> as horrible as that uh, is to say, and they've kind of lost their. <laughs> Their dignity and agency, um, in the world. So everyone's lost something. Oh, and Nux, Nux has lost. Uh, what has he lost? Pretty much his mind, right? Like he was crazy. He's, he was great. He's, I was I was really surprised that he had more of a uh, of a character. Like he seemed so over the top in like trailers or whatever.
1: I was like, I was digging his character up until like the whole like classic. Well, we need a love story. So and it's not going to be Mad Max and Furiosa. So they kind that's of true. like threw him with like one of the uh, the wives. I guess
0: that's one thing I could have I could have done without in the movie.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, but at the same time, it's finding that hope in the hopeless. It's it's poetic in some way, but
1: well, oh, he's like he's supposed to be like a teenager, it. right? So
0: true. Just so, hormones and stuff. <laughs> and and she is looking probably looking for actual love. Oh yeah, she's not known that from Joe. No, she's been locked away. Yeah. So so it's a pretty fucked up world that they're living in. God damn does George Miller make it look beautiful. Uh, Have and, you seen uh what was it? Like the black and white trailer for it? No, but I heard that oh. George Miller wants to put a black and white version on the D on
1: the Blu ray. Yeah, in the Blu ray like there, there's gonna be a black and white yeah. version because At like least when they, a silent a silent version as well with just music. I'm I can't wait Which to buy that, that buy right.
0: that Blu ray. Like, yeah, to see it, like, that's one you get your money's worth if there's, if you can watch it, like, three times and get three completely different experiences.
1: Yeah. Like, the black and white trailer looks beautiful in that, like, the whole wasteland and the explosions. I can't oh, wait. It was just so amazing.
0: And and the nighttime scenes were stunning. Oh, my
1: God. I I just don't know how they filmed those. Like, I'm I so... Was,
0: I'm like, okay, can it just be night for the rest of the movie because it's so <laughs> cool? Yeah. Uh, What was the most jaw-dropping moment? I know it's hard to pinpoint one, but what's the first one where your jaw just dropped and you were like, hmm. I'm in for a ride here? For a ride
1: here. uh, I'm trying to think. Because, like, as soon as... Oh, no, it freaking... When he breaks out of that uh freaking... He's got his hair covered whatever, and he just, like, loses it and t- takes off. And they chase through the, yeah, the tunnels and everything? I was locked into this movie because, like, that was a great scene. The editing oh, in that cool. is so quick-paced. Like, it's, like, fast mm-hmm. editing. Because I know George Miller said, like, no shot is, like, supposed to be longer than, like, two seconds, which is, like, insane. Yeah. Like, it's, that whole scene's edited so fast. It looks nice. It just, like, reminded me of, like, the whole fight scene, like, in, in the church in Kingsman. And, like, I, the editing yeah. of that is just amazing.
0: And I like that it was an action scene without cars. Because I know, like, most of, obviously, it's about cars. Yeah. But it was cool to see, like, just a just a foot chase. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. And if, if a bunch of war boys were coming after me, I'd probably... <laughs> that would be the most terrifying thing ever. Yeah, and like...
1: Well, that claustrophobic kind of energy of... Oh, and like... He has when no the, idea where he's going. The final payoff, like when the stuntman jumps out into that, like there's... Who knows what's like at the bottom of... Or how tall this building is or whatever. But like yeah. the way they show it from like the side angle is that like if this person looks like if they fall, they're probably going to break a lot of bones in their body. Yeah. So just, like, the fact that that's, like, a practical thing that they pulled off. It's – love it. And George Miller gets action in the –
0: even, like, the chase scenes. Like, nobody's invincible. Oh, no. Like, everyone – like, Max gets, like, some pretty – he gets pretty messed up in this movie. He gets – what is it? An arrow to the face or something. Like Yeah, it's, like, to the – like, through the hand and then into the head. Yeah. Like, he gets – there's a couple other parts that I can't quite remember offhand, but he gets, like, he, he doesn't, he's not, like, this isn't Furious 7 where they're just, like, flipping over hills <laughs> and, like, they're all immortal. Like, people are getting run yeah. over, people are
1: getting blown up. Last thing, Mad Max always takes a shit-kicking. Like, the first one, more emotional, because, like, his wife yeah. and kid died. But, like, second one, he, oh my, he his eyes, like, so shut in the in the Road Warrior because he's taking yeah. such a shit-kicking. Uh... He gets shot in the knee with like a harpoon in that one, or through the leg, through the door or whatever. Uh, beyond mm-hmm. Thunderdome, he gets like the shit beat out of him. So like he constantly he's takes a shit, survivor, yeah. which like it makes it more likable because like you could see this this character isn't a god, but he knows how to survive in that yep. apocalyptic area.
0: He's smart and he knows that he's got to uh, team up with the right people at the right time. So the the ending, the ending, and then we'll loop back around at some other things we enjoyed about the movie. Right. Uh, the, just to kind of go through the plot here, the ending when they uh, they kill a Morton Joe in a beautiful uh, ripping off of his face. That was great. Which was insanely awesome. And then they showed uh, him like. Mouthless? Yeah, and yeah. I remember like in the theater, it, it, some guy's like, oh my God, he lost his shit. It was awesome. <laughs> Where do you think the story's going to go from here? If, uh, if Furiosa is going to be included in future movies or not? It's kind of up uh, in the air at this point. But. As Max kind of sneaks away into the crowd as they're celebrating their victory, and they kind of give a look of of a camaraderie there before he uh, goes off into the sunset. Well, uh, like, what, what do you think?
1: Based off every Mad Max movie and how like they're not uh, like content, like like connected yeah. together, I'm wouldn't be surprised if like he's it, the next one's just going to be uh, like Tom Hardy in a different situation, mm-hmm. and like. If Charlie Sterling were to come back, I don't think she like she wouldn't be playing Furiosa. She'd probably be playing someone else, because I know he's done that before, like in yeah. Road even Warrior. Yeah. other actors for other things. Use like, the same actor. Like to even do. the villain, yeah. Yeah, more Joe and Toll Cutter. Like he uses the, he'll use same like actors to play different roles. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if if that happens. But... Well, I also think he might go.
0: This one might be connected because now that Mad Max has kind of gone mainstream. Audiences might get confused if it doesn't tie directly
1: into this movie. That's true. So I wouldn't be surprised either way. But at the same time, like, I I could be okay with, like, with what happened with Frio. It's like, that's, like, the end of that of that narrative. And then yeah. the story would pick up with him, like, after, after leaving, like, sneaking out in the, in the back, like, in the uh, crowd of people. Yeah. I'm okay with, like, just following him and then he gets into another situation where he has to help said people. Mm-hmm. Would you be okay with a Furious spinoff, which is what they're saying might? Well, that's what that's what they tried to do originally, right? I know, like mm-hmm. he tried to do like a Furiosa animated series, but like no one would pick it up. If if they did that, I'd check it out. I mean, I'll ch- I'll check it out. More Mad Max the the better. Uh, yeah, I, I loved I loved the hell out of this movie,
0: um, from beginning to end. Uh like the world, the stunts were amazing. Uh, there was the moment in at in the first night scene, I believe. Where that guy who cut, who lost his eyes or whatever is like shooting those two guns. Oh yeah, yeah they, like the leader from shooting, like Bullet Town or whatever as he's shooting the guns in every direction. Yeah. Moments like that they're just so irreverent and serious <laughs> that like George Miller gets what what pleases audiences or pleases me anyway. There's... I can see a
1: lot of people being alienated by this but yeah. In in that scene or in that like sequence there's one thing that like I was kind of pissed about that we didn't get to see is like when Max takes off, true, and comes, true, and then he comes back as like a silhouette through this like the smog like, after just like, killing these guys. I'm hoping that they filmed that scene and it's gonna be like a part of the Blu-ray because like, I Max really wanted to see shit up. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, he's gonna go fuck these guys up. It's gonna be great. And then like he's gone. <laughs> All right, and we'll he wait and here. Back. Yeah, and I was like, oh god damn it! Like I'm I. Maybe maybe he did that like you know to you got your hopes up and just to let you down. But like, I, sure. I hope they they've shot so much, so I hope that that scene like is around or something. I was looking at like B roll behind the scenes stuff, and it's
0: just like, am- like I like as hopefully like we want to be filmmakers one day, like yeah, imagining like coordinating all of that shit is like insane. Well, like.
1: They have, I have no idea how he even fathomed that. They have like the best stunt, uh, like stuntman in all of like Hollywood, I believe. I'm not sure what else he's worked on, but I know in Road Warrior he plays like the guy with the mohawk. Guy Norris okay. could be. I'm gonna just check it. I I think he's worked on uh, like the Dark Knights and stuff as like a stunt he's coordinator. He's the stunt coordinator. Yeah, he's like head stunt coordinator, and like he's got. I think he's got a pretty uh, good portfolio going for
0: him. It's damn impressive. They need an Oscar category for stunt,
1: best stunt team. Absolutely. Because those guys risk their lives doing that shit. He's work. sorry. He's working on uh, Suicide Squad as like stunt coordinator. God. (laughs) And everything uh, I see from Suicide Squad,
0: I'm starting to hate. Yeah, same. I hate it more and more. We'll we'll keep.
1: Superhero discussion out of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, he's worked on like a bunch of like uh, what looks like American kung fu movies as a stunt coordinator. Okay. So, okay.
0: Yeah, uh, it was the scene where uh, they were swinging on those things and like picking Max up and like picking people up and like putting them on another thing. Like, I yeah. don't know what you, what you call those things. That was That was the moment where I was like, okay, mad respect. Like already, obviously I had mad respect the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's just, ins-. and they're moving, like they're driving and
1: doing that. and I remember in an interview, like Max said, like or sort of Tom Hardy, I called him Max, uh, <laughs> said like he had to go like onto one of those poles, like yeah. the film on top of that, and like he's afraid of heights. So like oh, shit. the fact that he actually had to do that, like just take throwing your, like, your main actor out of his comfort zone and stuff like that. And like he got strapped to the hood of the cars like and they filmed him like driving with him like No wonder like he hated George Miller. Oh yeah, like, like <laughs> just yeah, being...
0: that was cool too when he was tied to the front. Yeah. And there's this whole action scene where Max couldn't do couldn't, he couldn't do, do anything. anything. He just had to stand there and watch. Yeah. That mask was, was awesome. Yeah. Every it's moment of this movie is just over the top. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Craziness. So I've 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 made a new segment on the show. Ooh, it's called amazing. The Common Criticism. The Common Criticism. Where okay. we're going to debunk the common criticism of the movie. Okay. So upon also saying that there's no plot, which there's clearly very much plot, it's just not spelled out for the audience, mm-hmm. the common criticism is that Mad Max is nothing but blatant feminist propaganda propaganda. <laughs> disguised as a testosterone infused action movie so let's give our thoughts on that I mean I, I see I, I can understand where people are coming from first of all there's nothing wrong with being a movie being feminist yeah it's the propaganda part that I don't agree with that it's propaganda has a negative connotation yeah it's, I, it's art it's not
1: propaganda yeah I definitely wouldn't say that I know like in a interview with uh, Rosie whatever Huntington or whatever okay Jason Statham's wife I know that like she said the one of the lead writers on like the vagina monologues or whatever yeah yeah I heard about was those. like was was a part like in a consultant yeah a consultant like a feminist consultant so like I get it like I, I wouldn't call it propaganda but it does have a huge feminist vibe to it which like whatever you I mean yeah,
0: just the fact that they treat the female character is equal to the male characters. I don't think that's a problem. Yeah, a lot of people... Like, people are genuinely pissed off about, like, Furiosa's prominence in the movie and mm-hmm. and the way Max is kind of pushed to the side. I don't Which, think that's like, anything, yeah.
1: I get it at the same time, but, like, I would have liked to see Tom Hardy go, like, go more head-to-head against her. but Because yeah. he kind of takes a back seat to Charlie's Theron. And, like, it kind of goes with, like, Star power, I guess. Because, like, yeah. Charlie theron has been in the public eye a lot longer than, than Tom Hardy has. He's and Tom just- Hardy has three more movies with this character, so yeah, there's definitely room for him to grow. That's the thing. I mean, like, I personally, I don't see Charlie Starran coming back. That's just, I, I feel like that story's yeah. done. But like we're just going to keep growing, in, and Tom Hardy's going to keep growing into this character. We're going to see more of it. This is just one Mad Max movie where he had to transport women across a desert. Like he'll be doing something else. The amount, of, the amount of stuff that's happened, he's had to transport a truck, he's had to just drive down a road, he's had to transport kids, like it's always something. Yeah. So like, I wouldn't call it feminist propaganda, but it definitely has a feminist vibe. Yeah. I wouldn't I w- I wouldn't like say I'm not gonna go see it. I mean it's a great movie. Yeah, like the people calling to boycott the movie is just It's utterly ridiculous. Like absolutely. just enjoy it for what it is. It's that is that movie is an achievement in blockbuster cinema. Absolutely yeah. the, the biggest achievement of blockbuster cinema. Because if that's what you can do with practical effects, that much practical effects, I would love to see a superhero movie try to pull that off. It's impossible. No,
0: yeah, it would never happen. Like, after seeing the Avengers, and we loved, we loved Age of Ultron.
1: Yep. But the amount of CGI in that, like, yeah. nothing looked real. Yeah, that's why it's so refreshing to see something so, like, real and naturalistic. Like, the yeah. fact that they built the sets that they got like they had to do reshoots half the time. Sets got destroyed from like sandstorms. Like yeah, the dedication to that movie is just insane. Fuck, I I can't imagine.
0: All all respect to George Miller. Yeah. Like, what a guy. Like, and he and he talked about like his love of like silent films. Uh, because when he went to the drive-in, he'd often watch the movies silently. Like he he gained a lot of perspective in like uh visual storytelling as opposed to like dialogue heavy stuff, which played to his strength of not being a fan of dialogue. Yeah. That's also what I like about this movie is that, yeah, it's definitely not a quotable movie. Like I don't think I remember one single line from the movie, but all
1: the visuals
0: of the movie are in my head for the rest of time.
1: Yeah. Like the yeah. only line I can remember from that movie is probably like what Valhalla means. So that's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like that. That's it. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, what a lovely day. Oh yeah. That's that's, that's the quotable line. Because it's like it's on everything. It's on like the poster.
0: And that was a great moment, talking about over the top. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I just
1: like these visuals.
0: This movie will become iconic, if not like now, like oh, in, God. in yeah, five absolutely. years from now. I feel people like we'll remember this movie.
1: I honestly, I feel like we're gonna see it. We might see a change in action, like, blockbusters based off this film, because, like, if this is what they're able to do, like, cinematically, people can do the the same stuff. Like, you can, you don't have to go CGI for everything. Even something like The Raid, which is a lot of practical fighting. Yeah. And then this, which is a lot of practical driving. Which, like, I'm okay with that. more practical the better. It just comes off more naturalistic, more realistic. You're able to buy into what's happening. You're you're more, I feel like you're more blown away by, like, what what takes place.
0: And I'd rather it look real than, you know, like people say, oh, but practical effects are very limiting. Well, that's why you have to be more creative in in ways to pull them off. Yeah. Like by using just a large desert, like they're able to coordinate these stunts. Like obviously you're not going to be able to do this in like a city city street like this much. Oh, absolutely. Practical stunts, but if it serves the story, and you can like find a way to maneuver around it, mm-hmm. then it's like, why would you not? Yeah. So if you can get
1: your setting, you could pretty much pull off any practical
0: stunt you want. The right director the right director and the right and the right story. Yeah, practical practical's the way to go for sure. One hundred percent. I'm hoping Star Wars is uh mostly practical. Isn't
1: that what uh it
0: like. JJ has said? Is that it's definitely strives for for practical. I'm so A okay with that. Hopefully hopefully that is where that series is going as well after the prequels. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause we all know <laughs> those were not well received as far as their plans nope. on CGI and just movies in general, like CGI, there will be a fatigue for CGI. Just like there's a 3d 3d fatigue. Like nobody really messes with that anymore. Mm-hmm. George Miller himself said, see the movie in 2d because he probably had to do 3d to meet the studio demands. But but he thinks it should be seen in 2D, so... I, I saw it. it. I saw it in 2D. Yeah, I saw it in 2D as well. So, yeah. I mean, 3D's great and all, just like CG, but it doesn't really enhance anything for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine in, in 2D, personally. Yep. Mad Max, Fury Road, great. Screw you, people who boycott this movie for, for yes. bullshit reasons. You're dumb. Biggest bullshit. Uh, that's more enjoyment for us. We'll just keep enjoying it
1: while you piss and
0: moan about nonsense.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, like, what yeah. blockbuster looks good this summer? Freaking Jurassic World looks like shit, so, like...
0: Tomorrowland's been getting panned. Tomorrowland's like, been getting, you know, like... I don't want you to say I told you so, but...
1: It, oh, man, I told you so. i that
0: next week with my yeah. brother, so... We're going to try to find the positives in that one, but...
1: Yeah, it's getting slammed yeah, hard. This now. this summer, like... I don't
0: know. Even stuff like Ant Man, I'm not that excited for. Like this was the, like Avengers and Mad Max were like. Yeah. The peak like, of the summer for me.
1: I'm not excited for anything else. I really don't think <laughs> the summer. It's kind of it's kind of sad. A bit like, the more I hear about friggin. I'm pretty sad, actually. I can't even think. <laughs> like Fantastic Four, I'm interested in. The more I hear about Fantastic Four and like the troubles that happened on set, and like. The rumor of like th- that reshoots were done by Matthew Vaughn. Now I, I don't even know how to like feel about that movie because yeah. like it just seems like Josh Trank just came in there, fucked shit up literally, <laughs> and then just walked out. <laughs> like, hopefully the the
0: indies will save the summer because I've heard good things about uh Me, Girl and the Dying Girl or something.
1: Yeah, I've been hearing a lot uh,
0: of the dope, that. which are yeah. both coming out in June. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they get a release around here. <laughs> um, you're more likely to see them but it's true. This well, is a tiny ass market over here, so. Yeah. But yeah, this is the peak of the blockbuster guys, so. Yeah. I I don't think anything will top this probably for the rest of the year. If anything maybe Spectre or uh Star Wars but as a blockbuster, but as a movie overall this yeah. This is a 10 out of 10 for me.
1: Yeah, I I went with like a 9 out of 10 just because like I, I personally help hold Road Warriors ten out of ten, but that's because the story in that so is simple to the point. Nothing, nothing's confusing. You could get confused in Fury Road, which I can understand. A lot of new, uh, like new yeah, audiences. I definitely.
0: I needed to read. I read a lot about it afterwards.
1: Yeah. So, but, yeah, yeah. I could see that. So, best not the best storytelling, but stunt wise. Oh my god, best stunts to date. Yep, in a league of its own. For he. Sure. I like how he did a throwback even to Ozploitation, which he's originally from, with, like, those spiked cars from, like, the other village. Okay, yeah. Those cars are taken right from uh, Peter Weir's The Cars at Eight Paris, because the one car is, like, a full car just d- decorated in spikes from, like, 1974. And, like, mm-hmm. the fact that he just took that from Ozploitation and threw it into Fury Road and just recycled it, yeah. oh, it's, it's so good. I appreciate that type of usage one more question about the movie
0: yeah uh if the 98% is anything to go by do you think mad max has any hope at oscar nominations like major
1: uh, major if anything probably, probably like director picture uh, at all i would love at it. All? i think
0: it probably like editing at least like visual effects production design and like yeah maybe cinematography or something like that
1: it, it may be cinematography but like i don't know what's, i i would love it to go big man i don't know what's gonna what's gonna happen because like the revenant looks like that cinematography is coming out and that's fact that they're shooting with like natural lighting that's true pretty much might as well lock up that freaking tree peep for emmanuel uh <laughs> but like
0: man, i don't he's know
1: sure man he's got a share. <laughs> he does but like he's just he signed on to some huge freaking movies, and he's doing some great things. True. Who so did know. the cinematography for this one? I
0: I'm not sure. I need to give credit to the guy because I need to find his name.
1: Give credit where it is due. Give I am credit not. Credit sh-
0: due. We're just gonna read the whole cat or crew and and give credit to everyone. All right. All right. Credit to George Miller, Doug Mitchell, George Miller. Oh shit! I read his name twice. <laughs> PJ Voten. Brendan McCarthy and Nico Lathouris, who wrote it with George Miller props to you guys music by junkie XL, which was like I didn't remember the music a lot, but I guess that's a that's a good thing, yeah it didn't thing. like pull me out of it. it kind of went with the with the imagery, yeah John Seale did the cinematography you do you John Seale. Mm-hmm. good man Margaret Sixel edited the movie props to her, oh yeah, it was a. Like the editing was, and it was seamless.
1: The amount of footage that they shot over that whole course of this movie, I yeah. the editors must have fucking hated George Miller. So like, like kudos to them. What are we them. supposed to do with all this footage? Like, because they shot so much with Tom Hardy. Like, kudos to them to, to put that together. Well,
0: that being said, ten out of ten from me, nine out of ten from Merrick. Needless to say, we loved Mad Max: Fury Road. Quite a good gosh darn bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're ever gonna do a review again this year with such good things to say.
1: <laughs> I don't know not. what's gonna
0: happen because like
1: uh, Insidious
0: World. Three looks not that great. Also, nope.
1: I'm very worried. I don't know. Worried about that. I'm worried about Jurassic World.
0: I'm gonna try to check out Poltergeist next week, but I don't know if it even.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna try and do the same. If not oh. do this
0: week, <sighs> yeah. I don't know, man. This is the this is the peak of the summer, though, right now. Oh, it's it's yeah. San Andreas
1: looks pretty cool if the rock can carry you. It does, movie. but I see it coming out with like a 50. Probably. Well, <laughs> and like Aloha is gonna be pure dog shit. So. <laughs> so next weekend is gonna be. rough. So yeah.
0: maybe Mad Max can can climb up there. All right, man. Is there anything you want to plug right now? Uh, Go watch Fury Road. Just go watch it. Plug Fury Road, man. It it deserves your money. It deserves your eyes. It does. It deserves so much more appraisal. Yeah, this is one movie where I'm like, I'm fine with the praise. Like, Boyhood gets 99 and you're like, okay, (laughs) that's whatever. But this one, it's like, goddamn, like, this frickin' deserves
1: it, man. Yeah, like, even if you don't like... And it's being developed for so long. Yeah. Even if you don't like watching something... Or like, sorry, not watch something. Even if you if you don't like, you know, if you like Transformers or whatever, because there is people who do like that. Just walk in there, turn your brain off, and then just be amazed by what they're doing because it's live. It's at it's real. Like it's not not no freaking. There's no reason
0: to be like, oh, Transformers, uh, sucks, and then be like, oh, Mad Max sucks. It has no story. Well, no, like, and definitely a lot more thought went into this than something yeah. like Transformers. So you know,
1: like if you like. You know, like turn your brain off, just go in there, just turn it off, and then just like be amazed. That that that's sometimes you gotta go to movies like that. And then read a plot
0: synopsis afterwards, which is yeah. what I, and I was fine. I I connected all the dots, it was
1: it was perfect. Even then, like you're gonna be, you're gonna be entertained by those stunts. Like the frickin' like the first act for the second act, like the whole movie is entertaining from beginning to end. Like you're gonna be entertained regardless. Even if you don't like the story, you're gonna like the action. Yeah. Exactly. So, calm down. It's not propaganda. <laughs> it's just
0: an action movie. It's fun. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So, thanks for joining me, man. No problem. I love talking about movies. I needed to sit down and talk because it's been a week since I've seen it. So, it was just good to get get it all out. Out. Get it out. It's Saw Avengers uh, twice more since we last talked. Jeez. I'm, I'm messed up in the head.
1: Fiend in that movie.
0: Some people uh, offered to go to the drive-in. Uh, the other night, and they wanted to see Avengers, and I'm like, I've already <laughs> seen it four times. So that was my final time. uh, I'm done, I'm done, but there's so many more movies coming out, I don't know, I want to I try to see everything. Yeah, I'm like throwing money everywhere. I blew my load with the Avengers, so. <laughs> Next, That's the thing.
1: I'm trying to see as many indies as possible, so. All right, yeah. man,
0: where can they follow
1: you on the internet? Ah, uh, well, at Merrick Sip on everything, that's M-E-R-R-I-C-K-C-I-P. You got YouTube also? You going to do more on YouTube, man? I have no idea. I always say I'm going to and I'm then I man. never end up doing <laughs> Do some more reviews, man. I should. I really should. Why not? There's no harm. I know. I know. I always say I'm going to I'm and then I just totally forget to. Maybe well, I will. go way. I'm going to see a movie tonight. Maybe I will think up a review, get back into the game. Man, do it, man. I'll I'll promote you,
0: <laughs> as much as I can. I don't have the <laughs> biggest fan base in the world. I'm trying. Maybe rant about it if it's terrible. Yeah. I don't know. Rip, we'll see. What's rip in it maybe asshole. maybe we'll do Insidious chapter three. You know? Oh yeah, I like a, that. we can do the trilogy. Maybe review the whole trilogy. I don't know.
1: Okay. Uh-huh. they're all fresh in my mind.
0: Yeah, I'll probably marathon them before I go see. I haven't seen the first one in a while. I watched the second one recently.
1: Yeah. Anyway. What movie are you seeing tonight? Uh I'm checking out Pitch Perfect too, finally. Okay. Yeah. I'll probably, probably do a double feature next week. Okay. Pitch Perfect and Poltergeist Cheap Night. Yeah, I I plan to see Poltergeist by I might go tomorrow or at least by the end of the week I want to see it.
0: Yeah. What about Tomorrowland?
1: You seen that yet? Nope, don't plan to. Really? Okay. Man, we saw. I I saw like a like a ten minute IMAX like oh, extra okay. extended clip when I saw Avengers. I not, like that trailer with the bathtub and and the house. We saw in the house that was like cool in, in the extended clip. You see like that whole sequence like play out. Okay. I'm, I'm not checking that movie out at all. Well then, it just all looks right. like it's gonna fall on its face. So in probably so the, the reviews are not, not there. probably not a
0: franchise there. Oh, definitely not. The reviews, they might uh... have another John Carter on their hands or <laughs> Lone Ranger. I hope it doesn't flop oh, for yeah. Brad Bird's sake. But... Well, we all have a misfire. That's true. You can't make all great movies. Yeah, Happy Feet 2 is George Miller. so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even like the first Happy Feet either, to be honest. I don't know why that won an Oscar, but all right, man. Enjoy Pitch Perfect 2. I shall and I don't even know if I'll see that. One. Anyway, <laughs> don't let the songs get in your head. Oh, you usually uh, like Anna Kendrick, don't you? Yep. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> you should, you're crushing on
1: Rebel Wilson hard. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> no way. Australian represent. Yeah, she, she should no. be in the wasteland. She, she should be in the wasteland.
0: That'd be great. They want her we like need, we need more quality. Australian talent. There's plenty of Australian talent. We don't oh, need Tom Hardy, I mean, and Charlize Theron taking up tarts oh, for
1: freaking zoe kravitz is- <laughs> can get in the movie but not an australian like rebel wilson the worst thing is that like charlie Steron has like a south african accent that she can use so like and that's kind of close to the australian true. one. Just true just nowhere nowhere to be found
0: follow the earnest perspective we're on soundcloud and uh twitter as well yeah all the all that will be in the description i'll put your twitter in the description as well
1: so all if right Anyone anyone's
0: interested in checking us out that's where we'd be all right man Thanks for joining me.
1: No problem. And thanks, for, thanks for
0: listening. If you're if you're listening, the last <laughs> episode's got like 60 views, so not bad. That's better than nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully we'll continue to grow, I don't know. Yeah. I figured this was this was a pretty good discussion. I thought this one definitely flowed better than the last one.
1: Yeah, you know, the last one was just, just structured. like structured get a lot more structured. All right. Oh. Talk to you later, man. Yeah, take it easy. See you, man. Peace. Yeah peace